It's our madness in March that we call the DC Sports Huddle. It's Dave Johnson welcoming you to the DC Sports Huddle. It's presented by MGM National Harbor. Time to change the game at Bet MGM Sports. And of course, it's Rob Woodfork. It's George Wallace. It's Dave Preston. As my computer is even rocking and rolling with the March Madness series, <laughs> I've got an unsteady uh, placeholder here. But that that says a lot about where we are with Washington sports. It's very unsteady right now. I think we can go across the board uh, with every team. But we'll start this week. Hey, we're getting said the NFL Combine. Uh, and again, if you told me when I was a kid that people would watch the 40-yard dash on television, I'd say, oh, come on, you're kidding. Well, no, yeah, I'm sure it's the highest-rated program this week as the NFL Combine is underway. We're not that far off from the draft. So we, we uh, who, who are we going to go with with a quarterback? The, this team needs to draft a quarterback, in my opinion, regardless of whether they get somebody in free agency, which I think they should do, and we'll talk about that next week. And I'll just throw it out there that it's not going to break any uh, news that every mock draft, it seems I see, has Pittsburgh quarterback there, Penny, Kenny Pickett, as the, the selection for Washington with the 11th overall pick. And any guy that can fake a slide and invent and create some controversy, I'm all in for because let's go with that guy because he'll fit right into with DC where we kind of do things on the sly somewhat in politics. So why not do it on the football field? But he clearly has attracted a lot of attention of scouts, the draft experts. Uh, so my belief is why not go with Kenny Pickett with the 11th overall pick if you can get him and then still go after a free agent, which we'll talk about next week. Rob Woodfork, you're next. Who do you go with the, the 11th pick? Tell me you're going to agree with me. Uh, I do agree with you, uh, but there's one caveat. I don't think Kenny Pickett is going to be on the board at 11. So that, that's the thing is quarterbacks are always overpaid. They're always overdrafted. So the idea that the first quarterback is going to come off the board at 11, I, I have a hard time seeing that. Uh, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to slide ahead of them and, uh, and take Kenny Pickett. And I think Washington's going to take Malik uh, Willis out of Liberty. Uh, I mean, I, I think he's a, I, I like that pick from the standpoint that he could be a situation where you sit him for a year behind a veteran who, and I have a veteran in mind that I will tell you next week, but I think he's going to sit for a year and then you hope that he has like a, uh, Patrick Mahomes type impact in year two or three, whenever you can uh, get him on the field. But the the problem with that is uh, Washington doesn't have Andy Reid. <laughs> so I'm not sure who's going to develop that quarterback, but I do like the idea of having a guy who has the higher ceiling as opposed to getting Pickett, a guy who for all intents and purposes is kind of like Mac Jones 2.0 in the sense that, uh, he's he's more mobile than people give him credit for, but he's also the most pro-ready quarterback, the guy who's most likely to be able to have success coming in day one than anybody else in this draft class. And as we've learned, that the guy that has success day one is not always a guy that has the long-term success Archie in Green. the NFL. It, <laughs> it is a very humbling league, especially for quarterbacks. George Wallace. Yeah, you know, I agree with Dave as well. I think Ken, so. From what all the quote-unquote experts say, Kenny Pickett's the guy that could come in and play, right? I mean, he's the guy that could come in and play. Now, I still am all in on a trade slash and trade and draft guy. Okay, I don't want some of the names that are out there. We're not allowed to say names till next week. Okay, we'll leave it for you people for next week. <laughs> but I don't want some of the names that are out there as a quote-unquote stopgap again. I'm done with that. 
draft a guy until you get it right. Just draft him. Draft Kenny Pickett. Now, it's interesting to your point, Rob, about Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's picking what? Were they 20th, 19th? Yeah, they're 20th. 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 So from all the mock drafts you've seen, the commander's taking a, a QB at 11 is the first QB to go uh, in a lot of these drafts, which would be the, the latest the quarterback has gone in quite some time. So if it's not Pickett, Malik Willis is number two, the guy that I would like out of uh, Liberty. Doesn't seem like he is the guy ready to play, quote unquote, right now. So it just depends on, I think, which direction they're going to go with a trade and or free agent before this draft. If they go all in on a Russell Wilson trade, I'm going to mention a name. If they go all in on (laughs) and bring a guy like that. And I still think you go at 11 and you pick your quarterback. You just you have to do it. You have to do it. Stop thinking about it. And just do it. I'm all in on drafting guy at 11, whether it's Pickett, whether it's Willis. Now, what happens if one of those two guys go and, and you know, people, teams trade up and go get one of those two guys? Do you have to move up? I don't think you have to move up too far. Matt Corral, yes, he's injured. He's not working at the combine right, combine right now, but he's another guy I'd take a flyer on maybe in the draft. So I think there are players that can be drafted at 11 at quarterback that this team – can go for and either play right now, sit him a little bit until he's ready to play. Although so I, do I, will, I, I will give you pushback on the one thing is I don't think they absolutely have to use the 11th overall pick on a quarterback. If there's a stud, and I'm going to use J.J. Watt as an example. I think J.J. Watt was the 11th overall pick uh, in uh, 2011. Uh, so if you can get an impact player, regardless of position at 11, that's there in there, and you got to stay true to your board – uh, then I would absolutely do that. And then if, and if you don't love any of these quarterbacks, don't just take a quarterback because you need a quarterback. If the difference between on your draft board, I don't know how they're grading any of these guys, but if you have a grade on Desmond Ritter, that's marginally different than what you got on Malik Willis, then by all means take Desmond Ritter in the second round and, uh, yeah. and go with your impact player in the first round. But they, you're right. They do have to add a rookie to develop regardless of what they do in terms of the starter. And I, yeah, and I think that I, I think might, that, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say that that's a good point that you make. There really is something and I've experienced this firsthand after actually being in a wizard's draft room, the old best player available line is a true line. Yeah. That is really, when we talk about positions, that's not how they rate the draft board. And I've seen this go where they literally have ratings and, and it's as simple as that is they are, right, this guy's taken, so now he's not an option for us. This guy's taken. He's not an option for us. Uh, so I say Kenny Pickett based on the fact <laughs> I'm judging these mock drafts, saying he's, if he's still available at 11, which he might not be, I say take him. Yeah. And I'm basing that on mock drafts have him still available at 11. But again, there's a rumor that we still have to do the real draft. What? <laughs> yeah, no. That's what I think about the mock, the mock drafts, man. This, this isn't Madden. How do you think you're going to get the second best quarterback at 20? Like I've seen, they 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 have Pickett going to Washington at 11, and then they don't take uh, Malik Willis until the Steelers at 20. What? No, there's no way that's going to happen. Yeah, well, but, but you never know. No. Team, no, I think it depends it's, on it's, teams that need. It just depends on the, the team needs. Also, like I, I get, I, I'm all for the best the best um, player available. But let's say Pickett is there, and you have a stud ahead of him. But like Pickett is your best quarterback available. You have to see, really think mm-hmm. about that at 11 and just and pull the trigger on. It. I mean, if and, I, and I'm saying this based on you know Pickett and Willis being that they're their two top quarterbacks. We don't know that. I mean, right. it's still a lot can happen to it. But I'm just saying based on the 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 draft the the um, 
the mock drafts we've seen, things like that. Those are the top two quarterbacks, I would think. And there's a pretty good chance that one of them will be available at 11. So to your point, they have to decide. You pull in the trigger on a stud as your best available if one of those guys is not your best available on your draft, on your um, board. Gentlemen, if there's one thing I know, it's two things. The first thing is the quarterbacks are always overvalued in the draft. I don't see Pickett or Willis being on the board by the time we get to 11. Somebody's going to trade up. Somebody's going to have a need. We, over the years, we've seen guys, you know, a, a guy who's a backup in Buffalo right now is picked number two overall in the draft a few years ago when there was no reason whatsoever for him to be even picked in the top 10. He was not that good of a prospect. Uh, secondly, I think there's value in the second and the third rounds. And I see uh, I see the commanders taking a Sam Howell, a guy out of North Carolina who started every game since he uh, came to Chapel Hill as a freshman. He doesn't have the high ceiling that Malik Willis has. He's more of a guy with the high floor that Kenny Pickett has. And uh, I think when you look at draft value, if you're still getting a guy in the top 100 picks, you're getting a very good player on the board. I think there is a drop-off. Once you get past pick 100 for whatever reason, I think they take Sam Howell in the second or third round and uh, go for maybe an offensive lineman, maybe a, another wide receiver to give whomever's the new quarterback a target, or maybe somebody in the back seven uh, for the defense that you know needs some goosing uh, this upcoming season. But I, I don't see Pickett or Willis being available. I see Washington uh, not necessarily settling for Howell, but I see the uh, media saying, oh, they didn't get a stud. They got uh, Sam Howell instead. Yeah, but what if they are available at 11? What if they are there? Then you take one. Okay. But you got, then you jump on it. And, and it's like the year, remember the year that the Minnesota Vikings forgot to uh, make their pick? They fell asleep. Yeah, yeah. that was well. You just, you just take advantage of that and you just jump in and you take right. it. Whether it's Pickett, who has the higher floor, or Willis, who has the higher ceiling, you've got a guy that then you can, whomever you bring in via trade or via free agency, you at least have a future guy there. They haven't had a future guy there uh, since, uh, you know, since RG3 was the guy, and he was the present guy when he was the future guy, so to speak. Well, and there's an example of how the present guy is not always a future guy. Yeah. And you better stop this conversation. They are starting to make sense to me. I'm starting to yeah. understand what a high flooring and high ceiling, and that's that's all starting to resonate. So I've been and listening. And you're on East Coast time too, Dave. You're on yeah, East right time. now. It's a good day, it's a good day boys. He's Dave Preston's advice is pick the best quarterback with the best record at one o'clock in the afternoon because anyway, right. <laughs> that's when you have your games. That's right. Regular huddles will listeners will know that. Listen, uh, that's why I think. We look forward to next week because one thing we do agree on, uh, it, it's a, it's going to be coming from free agency or trade that a quarterback move has to be made for this Washington team. Who is it going to be? Although, we real quick, I'll just tease the Russell Wilson thing. That is, do we agree that's pure fantasy? Because he still has a no trade clause, and, and Washington's not one of the teams he would waive the clause for, first, right? So it's, it's, it's first, pure first fantasy. Of all, first of all, I want to give our guy Craig Melvin his props for shooting that shot because if, as a Washington fan, everybody wants to be able to try and sell him, uh, try to sell Russell Wilson on coming to Washington. So props to Craig Melvin for that. But, no, I think that is uh, pure fantasy. Um, well, Pete Carroll was just asked at the Combine if he's trading uh, about Russell Wilson. He goes, we are not even entertaining the thought of trading him. So that means they're going to trade him. It's just a matter of where's he going to go. <laughs> All right. right, right. <laughs> All right. All right, listen, lots of, lots of stuff. Real quick, let's get to the next, uh, next week free agency. We're going to have our free agent quarterbacks, which means 
uh, by we come to April, we're going to have the whole question football team solved for you at no extra charge here on the, the DC. Now, does that, now does Cam, where does Cam, does Cam Newton fit in this next week oh, conversation? Yeah. Just make sure. Cam's As, always in the conversation, uh, man. <laughs> Cam is a regular, uh, he's practically yeah. honorary member of the DC sports. He is, yeah. All he right. We're talking week. about him until he comes on I mean, as a guest. We're in March. And it, it just reminded me when we saw Gary Williams, the 2002 championship team honored that, uh, look, Maryland can be uh, a basketball power, can be. Uh, Lefty Drizel came in the 70s and said, we're going to make this the UCLA of the East. And you know what? If Moses Malone had not gone right to the ABA and gone to Maryland, uh, Maryland would have won a title with Moses yeah. Malone, I believe. It was, it was uh, the ABA was taking high school players at the time, the NBA wasn't, and Moses was going to Maryland until the Utah Stars of the ABA selected Moses Malone. So look, Gary Williams built the program up to a national power. It can happen again. Names are being floated out there. I saw the name Rick Pitino, our friends at the Junkies, had that story this morning. Uh, I'm all in for Rick Pitino because Glenn Consor, my broadcast partner on Wizards Radio, played for Rick Pitino at his first job at Boston University, first head coaching job. And Glenn says flat out, Rick Pitino can coach. And he can move the needle and make a difference. He would not be a long-term option uh, for Maryland for a lot of reasons. His age, although I, he looks like the type of guy or seems like the third guy is going to coach until he drops at 105. But the bottom line is, I think this program now needs a jolt like that to get it back on the radar. Thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, as, as a Maryland guy, as a Maryland grad guy, like taking that media hat off, I'm all in for it. Immediate, immediate, uh, instant credibility. Re-energize the fan base. You, you get you get people in the building again. And look, to your point, he can coach. He's taking Iona to, Iona to the NCAA tournament. He's about to do it again. And if he wants one more shot at a big program, you know, all the stuff, the surrounding extracurricular stuff, I think is I, – I don't think you worry about that now. I mean, and, and he comes in for a couple, two, three years, whatever it is. You can even bring his replacement with him. Sit, him, sit on the bench for a few years with it. I am all in on the Patino. One person that's a member of the Terrapin Club who's pretty high up, he said at one point that Damon Evans wasn't thinking the Patino route because of the past issues. Uh, so I've checked in again to see if that has uh, changed with this junkies thing this morning. So, but yeah, it has come up, and I'm, I'm count me in on it if uh, if I get a vote. I don't, but in this for this panel, I do. Hey, Preston, you're at College Park more than anybody else. Patino's the money hire. He's the big name. He's won championships nationally at two different schools. He's led multiple schools to the Final Four. He's uh, He's been everywhere. And uh, even with the baggage that he has, this is 2022, where uh, this is a different landscape than 2011 and 2015 uh, even. So I think he would be the big hire. He would uh, put Maryland men's basketball back on the map in a way that it hasn't been for a couple of years. Um, I think that there are other, uh, the fear I think of a lot of people that I talk with at Maryland and around it who covered is some guy at uh, a mid-major school is going to have a hot couple of weeks, whether it's South Dakota state or, you know, somewhere. And that's going to be the guy that they're going to bring in a la Boston College college 10 years ago brought in uh the, the guy from cornell and he was gone within four years the program hasn't been the same since so it's the hiring a men's basketball coach is a huge thing for your athletic department and your program a bad hire can set you back five to seven years 
Maryland in the Big Ten, it can, if, if they get this wrong, it's not going to be good because there are so many other good programs in the Big Ten. They're going to suffer from it. Patino's the home run hire. It's just a matter of does he want to leave Iona at this point in time? Uh, will they make it worth his while with all the other things? Will the uh, will he have guarantees from the athletic department that they will get out of his way? Because if Patino comes to Maryland, this will not be Rick Patino working for the University of Maryland. This will be Rick Patino's show on the Maryland stage. Again, I'll repeat what I'm dealing with personal knowledge, and, and it's a comfort of me making this. Glenn Consor, who played for him yeah. once upon a time and, and obviously was at his uh, Hall of Fame induction, uh, Maryland will win with Rick Pitino because Rick Pitino knows how to win at, at the college level. Uh, it didn't work out for him at the NBA level. That's a, that's a different level. His most recent stop at the NBA where uh, the famous quote with, with the Boston Celtics, he said, well, if he, if he didn't know Tim Duncan was not coming, he wouldn't have taken the Boston job, which, of course, there was no guarantee of that. But the bottom line is he really – whatever issues he's dealt with in the past, uh, he's allowed to coach. He's at Iona right now. So he's free for somebody else to hire him. And I think Maryland should, Rob. I mean, selfishly for, it makes our jobs really fun. If we get to cover that guy, man, I mean, he's going to, he's going to be good quotes. He's going to be good theater. And uh, as you guys said, it's going to put Maryland back on the map. And I would even go as far as to say they haven't been on the map really in several years, not just more than a couple, but um, I, 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 the, it's hard to get behind it fully because of the off-court issues. But in terms of the basketball, if we're just talking about the basketball, um, I, I mean, that's, that is that is a home run. Absolutely. And again, it, unfortunately, uh, well, it is about winning. Uh, and somehow when you mentioned that, I, I still don't think they should have fired Ralph Friedman when they did because you oh, have to look – and guys, that's that's the case right there of a coaching change where you make the wrong hire, it blows up your program right. after 10 years. But got, I, I think yeah, got to jump and do the 215. Uh, my uh, I guess audible at the line of scrimmage, two shout-outs locally, one to Howard, second place in the MEAC, their highest finish in 30 years. Great job by uh, Bison coach Kenny Blakeney. They're going to have a winning record for the first time in 20 years. So good things happening up there. Also, congrats to your alma mater, Dave Towson, winning the conference, winning the CAA, their first conference championship since they won the Big South back in 95. That's two conferences and four coaches ago. They're going to be the top seed this upcoming weekend at the CAA tournament at Entertainment and Sports Arena in Washington. That's a great venue. If uh, local fans, if you love college hoops, get out there. It's a fantastic place to watch good basketball, and Towson will be among them. So, Okay, but I'm still bitter it's Towson and not Towson State. I, I, we, us, <laughs> He's going to say that every time. He's going to say that every time. We were a state school. We knew we were much. Come on. I mean, we, you know, don't give us this Towson <laughs> thing like we're the Harvard and North Baltimore. We're Towson State, and we were proud of it, for goodness sakes. All right, that still bothers me. All right, audible the line of scrimmage. David did his college basketball thing. I'm going to throw the Capitals out right now. I'm really concerned about the Capitals unless they make a trade for a goaltender. And even beyond that, I think, uh, and this is a very serious situation that that I, I cannot imagine what the Capitals Russian players are going through. Uh, Alex Ovechkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov, as as they're now trying to to, to deal. Uh, with with the so I don't even know the right words to come up with it. It's an emotional issue. They have family back in, in Russia. 
they're being put on pressure to, to speak out, but can they speak out? Because if you speak out, what's going to happen to their family back in Russia? Uh, and oh, by the way, you still have to perform your, your job. So I, I think it's going to be a challenging time for head coach Peter Laviolette to galvanize uh, that locker room going forward with a lot of issues going on off the ice uh, with the situation in Russia and, and on the ice right now, this team is just not playing like a playoff team. No, I mean, that's a thousand percent correct. I mean, I, 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 it's, I'm not used to seeing them in the middle of the division standings like they are. So, I mean, they, they've been consistently inconsistent on the, uh, on the power play in particular and just, you know, not being able to score at home and all of that stuff. I mean, this is very, this is very uncapitals. They usually do all they, they, they're usually off the charts during the regular season with winning pres president's cups and all that stuff. And then they flame out in the playoffs. Well, they, I mean, they're kind of flirting with maybe not even making the playoffs if they're not, if they're not careful. George Wallace, all about the line of scrimmage, your final thoughts. Let, let's talk about how uh, ridiculous this baseball situation is. The, I mean, the owners are getting paid in a really bad light here. Uh, it's not good. They're losing every day, losing fans. You've canceled the first two series uh, of the uh, season already. That's well-documented. Obviously we know that. But look, there's no. It doesn't seem like there's an end in sight. You can listen to both sides. There was a deal at two thirty in the morning. It was that close to being done. That's why the players came back the next day, and then the owners saying that their tone changed the next day. The players saying that is completely false. So they're very part, far apart on a lot of issues. It's been going on since December first. They they're not the baseball that they were. I mean, people will find other things to do. People will find other things to watch. This isn't '94 anymore, where there weren't mm -hmm. as many things, uh, you know, other stuff to do. Baseball, you think about it. They own one month of the year, okay, as far as I'm concerned, July, okay? That's the one they own, and there's not as many other things going on. But, you know, now there's going to – people aren't going to forget it. Coming out of a pandemic, you'd think you want to get, get full force, have a full season, fans back in the ballpark. And you can use the example here in D.C. This team's not going to be very good. So I, you, you're not going to get fans flocking to the ballpark when and if they do come back. So it's a sad state. It's embarrassing. I feel terrible for them that it's uh, come to this point because nobody's going to feel sorry for either side. At this point. Yeah. And, and Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire ain't walking through that door this right. time either. And Cal Ripken either. Or Cal yeah, Ripken's right. not say. And as I said this morning, WTOP sports where palm trees sway labor deals are far away. You cannot get a labor deal. If you're doing it in Florida, right. send this bunch to Toledo, Ohio, make a beat walleye for a week. And then you'll, <laughs> you'll start to see some movement, but in, in all, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, that's a first on this. That's a first. What did you say? Eat, eat what? Walleye. Walleye. Okay. That's that's indigenous to uh, the Toledo area. I've been to right. Toledo, and and proud of. How's, it for that, how's that for trivia, huh? Yeah. There, there, yes. Where's yes, Preston? Yes. Where's Preston when you need him? Yeah, oh, right. man. <laughs> yeah. He would have walleye in some kind of sitcom, which I couldn't match yeah, right. with him on. But <laughs> but in all seriousness, these guys, and I mean the billionaires and millionaires, because that's what it's a fight over. We're dealing with. My goodness gracious, this very serious war situation. We're coming out of a pandemic. You've got inflation, which is related to all the pandemic and supply chain issues and this and that. So the average fan, there's no way you can relate to how, oh, I'm sorry, they're having trouble figuring out how to share $10 billion. When right. most people are, are, are trying to figure out how to put their kids through school or how to put food on the, on the, on the table. This bunch should operate on the collective bargain agreement that is in existence now for another year. 
and do this at another time. You talk about being tone deaf. The totally. players and owners going back and forth over their issues. <laughs> you want issues, fellas. We got real issues in the world right now. Yeah. So put your issues on the back burner and talk to us next year uh, when, when we're back to worrying about uh, silly things and not uh, things that are very serious because we got a serious world going on right now. And we could use you, by the way, giving us a little bit of joy. Instead, yeah. I don't want to hear uh, about your bonus system and putting 29 teams in the playoffs and everything else. <laughs> Wait for a year on that. All right. Tone, tone deaf is perfect way to put it. Tone deaf, completely and, right. And, and honestly, I would direct that at the owners too, because uh, what a lot of people forget is that when you talk about the players, like we see Max Scherzer and all these guys who make top dollar, uh, you know, in all the B roll. But at at the end of the day, they're what they're fighting for is the rank and file, the guys who aren't yeah. going to make the millions. Oh, yeah, the seventy, the other seventy percent of the league that's not. Right. right, right, and to your point, and and I, look, I'm believe me, if you've been watching the show, you know I'm not the smartest guy in the world. But uh, if 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 you've got record revenues in 2019, now I understand pandemic last year, a couple of years, and payrolls have gone down five percent. To me, that doesn't make sense. Uh, so somewhere they've got to sort things out. But wait for next year to do that, and wait for next week where Rob Woodfork is going to have the quarterback answer. So is George Wallace, even though they press well, the free agent answer to go with our rookie picks, and so much more. As always, we appreciate the time. The D.C. Sports Huddle is we have that time because it's sponsored by MGM National Harbor. It's time to change the game at Bet MGM Sports. Now my blood pressure is up. I need to relax. See? We'll see you next Now week. we did. Look what we did. <laughs> Break. Your story. It lives in River City, where you can enjoy a metropolitan vibe and a small-town feel, where we set the standard for service and looking out for one another where there's so much more than steak in our thriving food scene. Your story is the story of Omaha, told by those who live it and love it. Whether that's helping you keep up with the Cornhuskers or creating the content you crave. And here in the Omaha World Herald is where it comes to life. Omaha World Herald, where your story lives. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup, so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 